Most of them are pretty sure that uh, they don't belong here because we wouldn't welcome them because we would know something about them or the way they live or who they are or who they love or what, you know, or any single thing about them. They're pretty sure that's what this little private club of ours is all about. Just hear that again. He has made known to us the mystery of his will. According to his good pleasure that he set forth in Christ, a plan for the fullness of time to gather up all things in him, things in heaven and on earth. In our gospel reading, which was more than a little bit violent, uh, Herod, with all of his... Uh, power plays and shenanigans is, is haunted by his own past. And he's terrified of his own future. Uh, he would appear to be the one uh, with all of the power and authority, uh, but that's only an appearance. The future for all of us is a mystery, and we're not always that great at at living with mysteries, we would just as soon solve them. They, they trouble us, they confound us, and um, so we want the answers. Uh, our, uh, a couple in our neighborhood are expecting their second, and uh, Lori was given the honor of uh, packing the gender reveal pinata, so, so she knew before uh, family members uh, whether it was gonna be a boy or a girl. There's a time uh, not so long ago when it wasn't until your actual birthday, right, where someone would proclaim it's a boy uh, or it's a girl, but now um, technology uh, gives us a head start. Uh, we know what color to paint the nursery generally uh, long before the little one is born. Uh, the Bible says we are formed in secret in our mother's womb. Not so much anymore. Uh, technology is spying on us even in there. Uh, today we, we begin a trek, uh, uh, the second reading coming from the book of Ephesians, which is just such a rich uh, and, and deep book to spend some time in. I encourage you to, it's not, not a particularly long um, epistle, and so uh, I, I encourage you to read through it. it it's, there's so much there. The writer of Ephesians believes strongly that an essential part of our own future has been revealed to us. I've noted that reading Ephesians is a little bit like reading our own obituary, and it starts out brutally honest. You were dead through the trespasses and sins through which you once lived. Following the course of this world, following the ruler of the power of the air, the passions of the flesh, following the desires of the flesh and the senses, uh, by nature children of wrath. Ephesians brings us face to face with our own sinfulness, our own brokenness, which eh, it's not that popular, not even in the church these days, to hear such things on a nice Sunday in July. 
but it doesn't leave us there. Ephesians continues. Uh, God has raised us up and seated us with him in the heavenly places. Imagine, in Christ Jesus. So that in the ages to come, he might show the immeasurable riches of God's grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. We tend to be scorekeepers. We know this well. We are, we are do-it-yourselfers when we think of our own obituaries. Most of us probably hope uh, to be remembered as someone who made a difference in this world. Um, that we were, you know, good people, worthy of love. So, I, you know, it's worth just pausing on this, on this Sunday in July and listen to what God has already said about us, about how we are to be remembered, about who we are in this world now, about what this font has to say about our future. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places just as he chose us in Christ. No, just notice as we read through this, walk through this passage a little bit, who's doing all the stuff, where all the action resides. Um, it, it, it seems to be that it is God that is uh, taking the initiative. He blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places just as he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in love. Before the foundation of the world, holy and blameless, um, the reading continues. I mean, we were almost looking for a catch, right? And, and people find them and create them if, they, if there isn't one. Um, he destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ. Again, God is the one acting. I mean, I'm waiting for my marching orders. I'm waiting for uh, Paul here to, to tell me what I must do in order for all this stuff uh, to be bestowed upon me, but I haven't heard it yet. Um, he destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of his glorious grace that he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. Listen to this language. Adoption. It's really all baptismal theology, right, as we hear it. Sealed with the Holy Spirit, marked with the cross of Christ forever, Madeline's about to hear. But just like your favorite infomercial, uh, Paul says, wait, there's more, right? You think you're just, you've heard everything that, that could possibly be. In him we have redemption through his blood. We have the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and insight. He has made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure that he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to gather up all things in him in heaven and on earth. And there's even more. In Christ we have also obtained an inheritance having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will. In him you have also heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. 
So Paul is really in this passage, and as we move through Ephesians, taking us on a kind of tour of our life, if you will, our life in Christ, as we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit, marked with the cross of Christ forever in our baptisms. We have died with Christ, been buried with Christ, been raised with Christ. These promises uh, have been comforting to my family as we grieved the loss of my dad just a couple of weeks back. We gathered around these promises. They bring us hope, uh, and they help us into the future, and we realize that whatever memories we have, that, uh, uh, that these promises made in the waters of baptism are the ones that we rely on. We'll do the same on Thursday for Jack Zimmer's uh, memorial service here. These promises are rich and deep. If we live, Paul will say in Romans, we live to the Lord. If we die, we die to the Lord. So, Paul says, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. This is uh, the promise that rings out of Ephesians and on into Romans, and here's the thing. We just read through it, and we couldn't find one single thing that you or I could do or should do. This is all gospel. It is pure gift, and there are no strings attached, and there's not a single thing you can do to make it happen. And on this Sunday in July, as we prepare to splash in these baptismal waters, we've been given a reminder that we are inheritors of God's eternal life through the action of a gracious and loving God. And that this is not the, this is not the word that the, that, the, that the world outside of the church always hears. It's not what they think even goes on in here. Most of them are pretty sure we're talking about good behavior in here. Most of them are pretty sure that uh, they don't belong here because we wouldn't welcome them because we would know something about them or the way they live or who they are or who they love or what, you know, or any single thing about them. They're pretty sure that's what this little private club of ours is all about. So we better figure out how to get this good news out there. This is life-saving gospel. And you can't buy it, earn it, or behave your way into it. It is the free gift of a gracious God. This is the treasure of the church. And it is ours to share out in the world. So we'll gather around that treasure now. Uh, as Madeline receives this promise, remember uh, your own. Because you are a chosen, forgiven child of God. So we've, uh, we've splashed in the waters of baptism. Madeline has heard these promises this morning. We're all reminded of that same promise, uh, that we are inheritors of eternal life, not because of anything that we have done or could do, but because uh, our God is gracious and loving and merciful, chooses us, forgives us, all of that for a reason, to send us back out so this world might know that uh, there is good news to be had, truly 
absolutely beautiful good news. We are bearers of that good news. So we go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.